I'm Scott Abraham from ABC7 in Washington, D.C. You know who it is. Travis Thomas Experience. This is Eric at home of Yahoo Sports. This is Mitch Tischler. This is Al Galdi, and you're listening to The Big Douglas Show. Hello. Hello. Today we welcome Bram Weinstein to the Weinstein of the show. Bram, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Very good. Bram, a, a local guy, this has to be a dream recognized. Was this something that you had ever envisioned? Have you been thinking about this? Probably since I was five. <laughs> it's pretty wild. It's um, very fortunate, very privileged to do it. I used to pretend to be Frank Herzog, so this is pretty cool. You left the beat covering the team for ESPN, came back to get on the radio. Amazing how many of the local guys went national from that time in it. It is. I, you know, we, I, you know, I, I always say this, you know, for my career, and I didn't know this when I was younger, but I was very lucky to have incredible role models to watch and read here. You know, Tony Kornheiser and Mike Wilbon are writing in the Washington Post. Tom Boswell's writing in the Post. Glenn Brenner, Steve Buckhantz, George Michael, you know, Frank Herzog are on TV here. You know, Johnny Holiday's on the radio. Ken Beatrice was on the radio here. John Miller was calling Orioles games. Like, I was very fortunate when I was younger to have incredible people to just watch and learn from. And I think that probably has a lot to do with the amount of people that have come out of this area and have done pretty big things in the industry. No doubt. Did you know Julie before she got the job with uh, Washington? Yeah, not, not really, really well, but I had done some work at NBC Sports Washington mainly on their Wizards postgame show for about a season and a half or two seasons. And she wasn't the regular host at the time of that, but we had interacted a number of times when she was. And then um, through her work with, you know, covering the team formerly known as the Redskins, um, we had come across each other a number of times. She'd been on my show before. So I wouldn't say we had a deep relationship, but we knew each other. And I think we had a pretty healthy respect for each other's work. Now, did you submit a tape? Did Julie reach out to you? How did that process work out? I did not submit a tape. Um, I would hope after 25 years, <laughs> and most of it being around this team, that they knew who I was. Um, and well, I, I didn't mean it like that. Certainly, I just I wasn't sure like when the last time you had called a game was, or uh, I, I just so, so I, the, I don't have a deep play-by-play experience background. I, uh, I called a bunch of college basketball games while at ESPN, and I called my alma mater, American University's games, for two seasons. But that's it. I don't have a tremendous amount. And, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, it's, just, it's a new skill set that I'm going to work very hard on and hopefully get very good at, and I'm excited about it. And as far as, like, you know, I think, you know, I had a relationship with the team. I've had it for a long time. I was on the beat for a long time. I was on the broadcast for two years as the sideline reporter. You know, I have a show here locally. So, you know, I, I think I fell into the category of logical people that, you know, we would, would talk to one another about it. And fortunately, I was chosen. Will you continue on with uh, your show on ESPN 630? Yes. Yeah, I don't intend to leave that. I, I like doing my radio show, and, and right now this does not conflict with it. Uh, to that point, will, uh, will Mike Callow join you to produce the game day broadcast? You know, I'm not I, – I don't think so. 
Um, because, but that's also not up to me. Um, that is up to, you know, the producers and the team itself. And, um, you know, this is a team broadcast. So if they want him, I would recommend him for sure. I don't know that, um, I don't know that that's in the plans though. You guys have been together since 980, right? We have, we've been doing, uh, let's see, I'd say what, three plus years, almost four years together. I love working with him. He's a very young, talented man. I really enjoy working with him. Yeah, I'm a big fan of his as well. Did you know D. Hall much before uh, joining the booth? No, um, actually, it's funny because I, you know, I have so much experience being in and around the team. He is one of the few players that was on there for a long period of time that I didn't know at all. Um, I was at ESPN by the time he came here, so that was after I covered the team, and he was right. gone by the time that I was really back and around it regularly again. How do you guys build a rapport uh, without a preseason? Well, uh, that's a good question. Um, we are doing a lot of mock games together. So we're getting together. In fact, in the next 15 minutes, I'm joining them for one. And we're just watching games from last year and calling it and getting a sense of timing and getting a sense of being together and what that's going to be like. So it's going to take some time. You know, this is the first year ever that I wish the preseason was happening, <laughs> but yeah, right. it isn't. <laughs> what does the schedule look like for you guys, say, on an away game for a Sunday, leaving town, talking with the other team? How does that work? So, we'll, um, you know, Thursday or Friday, we'll have some time with Washington's coaches to get set for the broadcast. I'm not sure what the opposing team situation is going to be, but we'll get some time with them too, probably on Friday. And then if it's an away game, we'll fly Saturday and come back right after the game, if possible. Uh, how does this job affect your current job as the head of a podcast empire? For those that don't know, you started Empire Media, which uh, supports podcasts, including John Kime and Mike Jones, just to name a few. Um, I, I hope positively. You know, I have no intention of, of stopping that either. And in fact, like, that's really, that, that side of what I've been doing in my career is, is, um, is really exciting. And I don't want to stop doing that. And I don't, I don't think this will hurt that. I'm hoping that, you know, that this only, by me being in this specific position, that this might be able to, um, validate some of the things that I'm doing and hopefully bring new shows to the catalog. But um, nothing's going to change with Empire. We're growing steadily, and I'm really pleased with where we are just a year and a half in. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, will you be doing any other projects for the team, like uh, your predecessor, like coaching segments and things of that nature? Have you talked about that with the organization? No, we haven't gotten there yet. Like, you know, this stuff happened really fast. You know, everything happened with, you know, everyone knows what happened with the reporting in the, about the organization. And there were changes that were made. I didn't know that was going to happen. I mean, I had dinner with Larry Michael four or five months ago and I had no idea, you know, that any of this stuff was coming. And right. so Julie was hired very quickly. And when we started talking, you know, this was a month ago, you know, like this, um, the season's here. So I think for both of us and really for the team, like we just wanted to get game day set and then we'll deal with if there are other things that they want me to do. We'll talk about it at a later date, but 
right now the priority is just like let's try to get game day to be the best broadcast that we can get. And then, you know, hopefully maybe next year when everything calms down and Julie gets a chance to settle into her role, if she wants me to, you know, expand the role with the team, of course I'm open to it. Uh, speaking of Julie, she said she'll be hosting the show. Can you give us any insight as to what her role in the booth will be? Uh, I mean, I think that's kind of a work in progress right now, but she'll be the first voice you hear probably mainly when we come back from breaks in general. And she is going to be armed with a lot more information than either D'Angelo or I have just because of her um, accessibility to the building, which we don't have because of COVID protocols. And so she's going to be the insider and how that works and functions exactly like in terms of timing and the way it's structured, we're working that out now. Um, but she's going to play a prominent role in the booth. And, you know, I think it's just a matter of um, we're reconfiguring how we're thinking about presenting a game. And um, I like the way we're thinking about it. And um, it's going to take some time though. And, you know, the first game of the year is against the Eagles. The last one's against the Eagles. My guess is that broadcast is going to sound very different from the one you hear on September 13th to the one you hear in week 17. To that point, you guys did a scrimmage on Monday. Have you had a chance to go back and self-scout? What, are, what did you think? Yeah, I think, I think for a first go, having not worked together, it was pretty good. I mean, I was pretty happy with it. Um, granted, it wasn't a game. And that's very, very different than what we did. I mean, what we did was a talk show, which Julie and I can do in our sleep. You know, like, right. that's what we've been doing forever. So yeah. I had no concerns that we would have a good show because that's really our main skill set. Now we're going to get controlled chaos of a football game the next time we do this. And so we got it's going to be different. But I thought for the first go, the chemistry was there, and I was very happy with it. Yeah, it came off pretty good, I thought. Um Will you guys be in the stadiums on game day? How does that work with COVID protocols? So far, yes. I mean, obviously everything is very much in flux. We are going to be at FedEx Field. Obviously, no fans are going to be there, but we are allowed to be there. You know, there's, it's a, you know, not that this matters, but, like, we can't enter the building the same way we used to. We can't really have any proximity to the team or the coaches. So they're keeping us separate, even though we're allowed to be there. And as far as the road goes, we're so far allowed to go to all the games, but obviously any of that can change any day. Although I'm higher on the team than I think the national folks are, what are some of the challenges of calling a game for a team that might not be playing well? I mean, you know, for me, really, like, I'm so excited about it that I think my passion and energy will kind of, I'm, I'm going to be happy to be there. You know, and so for this year, I think it's really hard for me to, like, answer that because I also I also don't think they're going to suck. Like, people are, like, trying to portray it. I, I, I see too much talent on the defense to think they're going to suck. Like, I think they're going to be very competitive this year. Are they, you know, are they a playoff team? I don't know. Are they Super Bowl team? No. You know, they're not. Not this year. But I don't think they're 3-13 and again. I don't think they're 31st in the league again. And as far as, like, you know, calling the games of a team that's not good, you know, yeah, I'll see when I get there. You know, I, I, I don't know. I, you know like, I, I just enjoy the job, and I enjoy sports, and this is a lifelong dream. 
And their record in the end is not going to really change that aspect for me personally. Will the name of the form, the, will the Redskins be a dump button type thing or we just move along? <laughs> that? How long do you? How long do you think it takes to get used to not saying it on the on the radio? I have proposed we put a jar in the booth, and every time one of us says it, we put 20 bucks in the jar, and at the end of the year, however much money is in there, we agree on a charity and we give it to it. That's what I think we ought to do about it, because there is no way I'm not going to slip and say it. Like, there's just no chance. I've been saying that word since I, since I can remember. There's no chance it's just not going to come out of my mouth at some point. Yeah, no, I get that completely. Hey, that tip jar is not a bad idea either. Bram, we lost a legend this week. I wonder if you knew Coach Thompson, if you had worked with him previously, any recollections you may have? Yeah, I did. Um, I was at 980 when he had his show at 980 for, I don't know, God, it had to have been at least a few years, three, four, five years. I loved Coach Thompson. Um, he is one of the wisest, smartest people I've ever come across um, I really it's a huge loss and I, like I just think about what's going on in the world right now and I just know I would have loved to have heard what he had to say in advising athletes in how they are protesting in general racial um, uh, just communication with one another and um, you know he I, I said this on the air and I, I really I feel this way still and coach minimizes what he was like that word. That's, that's not what he was like. He really was a father figure, a mentor an advisor and an activist in his own way. And someone who believed in people and didn't believe in stereotypes and believed in, you can make a mistake and come back from it and reach your potential. He really stood for a lot of things. And it's, you know, to me, it's a huge loss. And he was a really wonderful man who was, misunderstood in a lot of ways. And once I had the privilege of getting to know him a little bit and work with him, I saw that a lot of the portrayals of him were never really true. Yeah. There you have it, folks. The new voice of the Washington football team at real Bram W on Twitter. Bram, I could have done this all day. I know you got to run. I really appreciate the time you gave us today. Yeah, no problem. Thanks so much for having me. Okay. Bram Weinstein, everybody. Thank you.